No one likes the idea of being judged. It forces us to wrestle with how other people perceive us. It challenges our own perception of self. If we know ourselves well, this judgment carries no sentence because we are not surprised by what we hear. On the other hand, if our perception of ourselves is far from how we are judged, we can become upset or even depressed because of what others think about us. We have all faced the moment when we've been judged by others. Judging is not hard to do. Judging is actually a human instinct. It protects us from people who may hurt us. This characteristic of judging comes from God himself. He is the judge of the world. Our judgment is marred in brokenness and sin. Our judgment, as we all know, is not perfect. Just like everyone faces judgment from other people, every person will face judgment from God too. And there are some important things that all of us need to know about judgment. In the book of Jude, it's a letter that is written by Jude in the Bible. We see this letter he wrote to the early church reminding us of the character of God's judgment. It's a great reminder for us today, knowing that God doesn't change and that he will judge everyone. And as we know this, we can actually live unshaken by the things around us. Let's read together in Jude. Jude's a little book. It doesn't have any chapters in it. And we're going to read from verses 5 through to 16. This is what Jude says. He says, Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Yet, in like manner, these people, also relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious ones. But when the archangel Michael was contending with the devil, disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment. All he said was, Lord, rebuke you. But these people blaspheme all that they do not understand. And they are destroyed by all that they have, like unreasoning animals. Understand instinctively. Woe to them, for they walk in the way of Cain and abandon themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. These are hidden reefs at your love feasts, as they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds slept, swept along by the winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea casting up the foam of their own shame, wandering stars for whom 
the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. It was also about these at Enoch, the seventh from Adam prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they've committed in such an ungodly way and of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loud-mouthed boasters, showing favoritism to gain advantage. Jude just lays out for us here in this section of his letter what it looks like for these people who are behaving ungodly, who are acting totally against who God is and that God is coming to judge them. One of the first things we notice about this passage of Scripture is that there are recipients of God's judgment. Verse 15 reminds us that the Lord is coming to execute judgment on all. No one escapes from God's judgment. The difficulty is whether or not we receive negative or positive judgment. This letter speaks to those who receive negative judgment or punishment for their hard attitude. They don't believe in their hearts, even though on the outside they may look and act like God's people. Angels who have seen God firsthand and know about the supernatural realm that have chosen to rebel against God's plan for them are among those that will be judged. Individuals throughout history who abandoned God's ways and sought to do things for themselves are all among the people that Jude refers to. Are you ready for God to judge you? This is a very important question. You see, we may think that we are ready, we may have an expectation that it would be fine. I'm a good person. Of course, God will judge me in a positive light. But no one can measure up to God's standard. God is holy. He is just. He is right. And we, as humanity, are morally inferior to him. And God alone dwells in perfection. There is no impurities around him. And this is problematic for humanity because we are not perfect. We have all kinds of impurities because of sin and selfish desires. And the only way to escape God's judgment is to have faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. God in his mercy saves us through Jesus from the judgment of sinfulness. Have you, have you escaped that judgment? Have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Have you turned from sin, repenting, asking for forgiveness, and trusting God for your salvation? You see, that's the only way to be saved from the coming judgment of God. Everyone will be judged by God. Everyone is a recipient of God's judgment. It's just a question of whether that will be a positive judgment or a negative judgment. And here Jude warns us about the negative judgment that is coming from God. Here's the other thing about God's judgment. It is certain. As we read in this section of the letter, we are reminded of a number of examples from history that Jude tells us. First, 
he reminds us of the children of Israel as they wandered in the wilderness. Then the fallen angels, those angels that aligned with Satan in the rebellion against God. And then there is this reference to Sodom and Gomorrah. And this one is actually quite interesting for us today. Because in 2018, there was new archaeological evidence that was found in the area where people believe Sodom and Gomorrah once was. They found that there was a powerful airburst from a meteor colliding with the atmosphere that actually wiped out this Bronze Age civilization along the north side of the Dead Sea some 3,700 years ago. The findings came from an excavation of the Tel Alahama archaeological site in Jordan. Many believe it is the same place that was known as Sodom, and samples from the site show that an extremely hot explosive event leveled an area of almost 200 square miles. That's an area 10 miles by 20 miles, or if you're a metric, it's like 16 miles by 32 miles. That's a big area. And not only wiping out 100% of this middle age bronze cities and towns, but it also stripped agricultural soils from this once fertile place to not being able to grow anything. The archaeological evidence shows it took about 600 years for the region to recover and for civilization to return because of the contamination and destruction of the soil. And you know what? Here's another interesting fact about this event. The researchers, from their evidence, theorized that the intense shockwave from the blast may have also covered the area with the superheated brine of dead sea salts. And when we think of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, we are reminded of Lot's wife, who turned back and turned into a pillar of salt, being covered with this superheated salt brine from the Dead Sea. You see, God's word proves true once again. And that's why, with certainty, we can say God will judge everyone. Jude continues with more examples as if these weren't enough for us to convince us that this is a certain thing that's going to happen. But Jude also alludes to the prophecy given by Enoch that speaks to how God will judge. The point Jude is making in his letter is that it happened. God promised he would judge, and he did. God keeps his word. God's standard is one of righteousness where humanity is to be obedient to him. Everyone needs to realize that God is coming again to judge everyone who has ever lived. And he does offer a way through the judgment, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ. Jude goes on to emphasize the importance of God's judgment as he reminds us of the outcome of those who suffer the judgment of God with phrases that we read in verse 7 and in verse 13. In verse 7, he says that this example of Sodom and Gomorrah serve as an example for us how they underwent or undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. And again in verse 13, he says, these people, it is reserved for them this gloom of utter darkness. 
You see, consistently in other places of Scripture, we are reminded of how God uses the imagery of punishment of eternal fire as a way to convey the judgment on those who don't know God or follow His ways. This judgment is forever. It's eternal, full of darkness. Now, putting these two images together of darkness and fire is hard for us to understand because for us in our world, the brightness of a fire dispels the darkness of the night. Both images have one thing in common. Darkness and fire are all consuming. Fire leaves nothing behind and darkness blinds us to all images. You see, God's judgment is all-consuming. For those who are judged negatively by God, it will be an outcome that is all-consuming. Meaning, it's not partial or short, but full and complete, lasting for eternity. May each of us be prepared for this day of judgment. Jude reminds us that this day is coming. Not only Jude mentions this, but also many other biblical writers in both the New Testament and the Old. The outcome of those that are judged is not good. And we need to heed these words of Jude with uttermost importance. We do not know when this day of judgment will come, but we do know how to be ready for that day. And that is to place our faith and hope in Jesus Christ. In God himself as he provides a way to be to rescue us from punishment and to escape his judgment on the ungodly. May our hearts be filled with hope as we look to Jesus and may our lives be motivated to live for Jesus while we live in this world. Let me encourage you to place your faith in Jesus for your eternal safety and for those of us who have already placed our faith in Jesus let us contend for our faith as Jude reminds us in the early part of this letter, may we live out our faith passionately in our world, telling others about Jesus, and may we fall on the grace and mercy of God. This is so encouraging for us, for those that are out there peddling something that is not the true meaning of God or what God is all about. May we turn to him, may we look to him as we fall in his grace, as we fall in his mercy, to help us through whatever we find ourselves in. Would you join me as we pray and just prepare our hearts for this day, this day of judgment that it has come. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you tell us all of these things ahead of time. Lord, I pray today as we've talked about this coming judgment that you would protect us from that. God, as we express our faith in you, that you would uh, be to us like you were to Lot, who led us out of danger when danger was coming. Lord, I pray for anyone who is listening and haven't and hasn't just accepted the message of Jesus and put their faith and trust and belief in Jesus, that they would do that. And Lord, for those of us that have, Lord, may we, may we know with certainty that this day is coming and may we be ready for that day. 
may we know that there are recipients of this judgment and may we have compassion on those and may we recognize the outcome of this day lord i thank you that you will make all things right so lord we can trust you and we can put our faith in you so god help us live each day as it were our last day before we stand before you and we pray all of this in the name of your son jesus amen